Hello, Chris Evans here with a special edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Singe from Virgin Radio and the incredible Richard Curtis. You've got him to thank for all your favourite films and all your favourite charities have him to thank for all their favourite billion pounds. Next week, he's joining forces with the first ever Just for Laughs Festival in London. Is it raining? I hadn't noticed because we all love, actually, Richard Curtis. Very good. What do you think about the intro, Rich? Honestly, I don't need to be here. That's that's my entire career and everything I care about. Right now, Just for Laughs, it's been going on forever in other parts of the world. I host. I can't believe it. I can't believe I just pinched myself. Did I really that? Hosted the one in Montreal once for Channel Four. Right. It's new to London. It's amazing. Tell us all about it. It has got the most fantastic lineup. But I think best bit is going to be the bit that I'm doing and that Sue Perkins is doing. I have to say that. So we're doing. You've seen Comic Relief. It's been chaos all the time. The major scoundrel was Jonathan Ross. So me and Jonathan Ross and Joe Brand are discussing everything that's gone wrong on Comet Relief at 4pm on March the 5th. Uh, and then Sue Perkins, a couple of hours later, is having this brilliant discussion with my favourite comedy writer, Jack Rook, um, and Rosie Jones, my favourite comedian. Uh, so I think anybody would be crazy not to say... I mean, Sunday is so boring, you have to go to church, you have to eat food. <laughs> so why don't just drop all that stuff, get a sandwich, come to the O2... Um, buy either a ticket just for us or for the whole damn thing. Yeah, just uh, I think for them. the weekend of your life. The just weekend of your life. life. Well, it kicks up on Thursday. I mean, it's brilliant, and it's the fact it's landed fully formed, which is very difficult for a festival to do. Obviously, you know, there's a blueprint, there's a playbook, but it doesn't mean it doesn't need organising. And and look at it. I mean, this this is fan flipping testing. on. What's that? It's Ryan Reynolds. Yes, on he at is. Some point. Thursday, second no. of March. Adam Buxton, uh, the best He's of bug. Funny. Brad Williams, Louisa Amelian, Catherine oh, Ryan, funny. and friends. Oh, she's funny. Uh, this is all over London. Yeah. You sort of can't move for it, really. Uh, different venues. O2 Blue Room. There's pubs involved. Indica the O2, which is your venue as well. Yeah. Uh, Friday, you got Randy Feltface, Feltopia, Fortuna, Spiegelton. You got the Horn section. Now, Alex Horn is not only rehearsing for this. He's on at the Indigo at O2 with his band on Friday. Husband of Rachel, who's with us right now, but also he's training for wrestling. So I looked in our diary and I was wrestling. like, "Why? Why does it say Alex wrestling training on Wednesday afternoon?" Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "Oh yeah, I haven't told you about that." So he's doing Max and Ivan's the wrestling on the Sunday evening, which is which is a show that's won the big award up yeah. in Edinburgh, and uh, they get comedians to wrestle professional wrestlers. And then well, comedians are full of anger. That's the thing. That's and, uh, anger and jokes. Yeah, a heady combination. Jokes, that's the thing. I um, I think that if I were you, I would not go to the whole of the festival. We're bringing the children. <laughs> <laughs> Die of laughter, but um, but just miss one event uh, and do the rest. But not that one. That's yeah, a, not that one. Not, I've watched it. I mean, there sure. are some physical shapes there that I haven't seen since Alien. So Friday, also Graham Norton, the variety show. So he's yeah. got a variety show going on. So it's live. You love the Graham Norton TV show. He's got a variety show. Joe Lysett, Phil Wang, Jane Adams, Danny Beard, Sam Ryder, and Catherine Ryan at the O2 Arena. That's at the Arena, everyone. That's oh like sixteen thousand people. But there's loads of them. Uh, check it all out. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm so excited. I'm so glad it's here. You know, um, you know, better late than never. But who cares about that? It's happening now. Just for last London, second to the fifth of March.
March 2023. Tickets available now at london.hahaha.com. And then there's Comet Relief. And this is a great sort of, it's a red carpet event, if you like. It's the drawbridge to Comet Relief, 17th of March this year. St. Patrick's Day this year. Yes. Um, how chaotic is it now? How glad are you to be here for a rest? <laughs> Uh, do you know what? This is the exciting bit because, in a funny way, we're doing quite a few sketches that are, um, what are they, you know, holdalls. Yes. So you just have to write to literally everybody you know. Right. So yes, just this morning I got a text from Ed Sheeran and said, yeah, I'm in Australia, but I'll do that. Right. And I was on the phone to Jamie Dorn. And he said, oh, yeah, I'll do that. So we're actually trying to squeeze all the people into all the sketches. But we got some fun ones. You know, Tony Robinson's coming out yeah. of retirement as Baldrick. Um, to tell a bedtime story, and we're doing. We're actually flying to South Africa to film Love Island. Beautiful, uh, a very funny th- <laughs> a thing with a man who shouldn't be wearing um, a Hawaiian shirt uh, doing that. We've got Kylie on that show, Ghost. So I, I think it's going to be very strong, Chris. Okay, you know, and we've done some weak ones. No, well, have you? Know, you? Back in the old Would you days. say that? Well, I just remember with Jonathan Ross, one of the stories we were telling. We said every million we make, his nose is going to grow by an inch. <laughs> So he was wearing this disgusting, floppy, prosthetic, <laughs> seven-inch-long thing by midnight, um, which you honestly could It's funny. Watch. A I floppy know. prosthetic. The kids love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Looks yeah, like yeah. many things. It's no, cheeky, no, definitely, man. Definitely watch the show. And can I just say, people have to buy this new red nose. Do you know about it? Well, I saw um, Rachel having fun with it over there in the I corner. I know. It's designed by the greatest designer in the world, by Johnny Ive, who designed the iPhone. Oh, my goodness. He said, me. I really want to do this. I want to do something for the good of mankind. It looks like the most beautiful Christmas decoration. Go on Amazon, just write Amazon dot dot Check dot. it out. Yeah, and uh, they're £2.50, you know. Same old story, he... £2.50. How, how well do you know life. him, Johnny? Quite well. Because he came in here because yeah. he had a book out. His book was amazing. Yeah. Because not only did he um, invent the iPhone, he invented the iPod as well. <laughs> yeah. And the iMac and the iWatch. <laughs> just just all that. He just did all that. This is the iNose. So what we did was we didn't um, Google how much you were till after he'd left because we thought it would put us off. And we yeah. were right. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> but now he's giving back. No, by, by the way. By designing this no, absolutely no amazing object Gosh. of art. It's stunning, isn't is it? Which is also fun, yeah. How many different... Open inc- it with... Incarnations of noses have you had? Um, God alive. I would think about 16, Chris. Because it was always exciting. We had one in the shape of a tomato. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Big hit. Um, And when did the first ever car red nose happen? Was that? Uh, Car red nose, probably about 1990. They um, smell nice, don't they? They smell yeah. nice. They've oh, got very comfortable. Like, yeah. They've got the new car smell going on. Ooh. I like that. Oh, are, are, they like, are they like swatches? Does some now go for fortunes on eBay? I like... think they will. Eventually, I think that if you order them now, it's an investment. How many red noses have you sold, do you think? Um, you got any good fun stats for us? God, no. Some I mean, fun pub ammo. Um, I think, I mean, I think we've, we've helped 12 million people, something like that, over the years. Wow. And some of those, are, you know, half in the UK, half abroad. Um, I think we've sold about 70 million noses over the course of the years. So cool, isn't it? And I remember when you were on, you raised one small laugh. What's that? (laughs) Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? During the course of the evening. I did. But, Chris, you are, by the way, an absolute hero because you've been helping us with these prizes. Are we going to... We'll do good all the time. We've got all the time in the world. Uh, No, the Snottery was my first ever visitation uh, when I did this thing all night. Yeah. Every every hour we did this thing called the snottery, which was red noses that were in a big 
vat of snot, so yes. they were green noses. <laughs> yeah, and they all yeah. had numbers on. It was a, yeah. it was the snottery, the national snottery. Times have changed. <laughs> we're we very sophisticated it. now. Seriously, every single year, Chris, yes. somebody comes after like months in uh -huh. an advertising agency. Someone comes forward and says, "I've got the title for this event." Come on. Pick your nose. Pick your and nose. And every year I say, please, wah, wah, yeah, wah, don't do wah, that for me. Get another yeah. career, That's yeah. what you say to them. Um, what, what's, what's, like, if you had to put up three iconic comet relief moments, it, can, I, can I proffer one yeah. to kick off? Would, would the Hugh Grant Dawn French kiss be in there? Do you that think? was a good live one. I remember, another, yeah, I love that. And then... There was a live one, do you remember, where Billy Connolly had said, if I get a million quid, I'm oh, going to run naked around yep. Piccadilly Circus. Yep. And then we got a hundred <laughs> naked men wearing Billy Connolly beards to run into the studio uh, without the hosts knowing. That was good. Come on. Um, Sasha and the Beckhams. Yeah. I think that was pretty that strong. Was it was so interesting it? that he refused to meet them before interviewing them, right. so they would be scared of him, and rightly so. Very method. Uh, I think that was true. I mean, for me, the very early films with Lenny, the very early appeals, yeah. where he went out there, instead of being like a news reporter, he treated the people he met just like he would treat anyone in the streets of Birmingham, so it kind of gave people a sense of, you know, the human faces... Uh, behind what we see as, you know, as terrible tragedies and sometimes forget these are kids as valuable as, you know, your kids or mine. Uh, James Corden and George Michael. Yeah. Do you remember that? Awesome. Where he invented uh, carpool karaoke. And George said, why do you never ask me on Comet Relief? And James said, Comet Relief helps people like you, uh, George, <laughs> rather than uses people like you. Uh, no, we've had a million. People don't know that. Many people don't know that. So James is most successful thing today, whatever that means, if that matters at all, but it's, it's a thing, it's true, is Carpool Karaoke. It's, it's what he became famous for. It's, it's why his show, uh, Late Night, went viral. Um, why he, the likes of Michelle Obama and Madonna, uh, graced his... His, um, passenger seats presence was because he came up with that for Comrade yeah, Relief. Yeah, Comrade Relief. That's awesome. good. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember that when somebody said oh, carpool karaoke? Uh, oddly enough, what I remember is sitting with George in the in the dressing room waiting to do it. Right. And him turning out that I don't know whether you knew he was the greatest expert on British comedy that I've ever met. Didn't know that. Yeah. So he just was obsessively going on about what kind every of stuff did he like? And everything like favorite that. stuff. I mean, he found everything funny because I think he was smoking weed all the time. So no, but he also, he did have a... I can't remember. I was probably at that stage, it was probably the mighty boosh and the in-betweeners right. and whatever were the kind of uh, top things then and then, you know, Dad's Army. Wow, 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 wow. But I know there have been a lot of, there have been a lot of great moments, both profound. I remember Victoria Wood committing to spending 24 hours in the bedroom of a woman who had dementia just watching the astonishing love of her husband taking every minute of every day taking care of him. Then I remember Gary Barlow and, and various fools climbing Kilimanjaro and thinking it was going to be fun and yeah. they nearly die. The thing about the Victoria Wood um, yeah. um, 24 hours is that's one of those ideas that just stays with everyone and you know they're out there aren't they these ideas are out there for all of us whether we're raising money for the local school fate or, or whatever you know and we can all access these brilliant ideas that just stop people in their tracks and just change things for the better yeah I know and you know this is my obsession still with Red Nose Day because we've raised 
I think it's something like 1.6 billion now. But I can't get over the fact that if you buy a nose, a vaccine costs 17p. Yeah. You know, and it's so hard if you've got, a, you know, we both know if you've got someone in your life whose life is very hard or when my parents were dying and stuff, you think no amount of money can help. But actually for other people, for strangers, if you give 10 quid today, buys 100 quid worth of food, you know, for someone in Somalia who's starving or here who's trying to choose between, as it were, medicine and food. So there's a little miracle all the time about what little bits of money Yeah, can and it's the difference between a good day and a bad day. And it also may be the first good day they've had in ages. Yeah. And that can just change their mindset. It just gives them a little bit of a... You know, we had this thing last night with Gary's charity and this couple came up who were beneficiaries of the charity. You know, I won't tell the story now because it's too involved, but they were just having no luck. They just... Life was not for them. You know, they were on the edge. They were going through a very dark time. And then um, the, the charity last night... Butler UK, they, they sent them some money. They applied for 400 quid and Butler did some research. They said, no, you, you qualify for the whole grant. They sent them 2,000 pounds. It changed their life. It's just what, they, it was the hinge, the hinge that they needed to get back on track. And now they, they couldn't be in a better shape. But that was the thing, yeah. you know. So important, Rich, so important. Um, just for us, coming back to London for the first time, coming to London for the first time, london.hahaha.com is where you need to go. Other fa- this, just for us, did it start in Montreal? That's that's my memory. That's it's mine my as well. I think it's it. everywhere exactly. now as well, isn't yeah. it? It's coming here, which is great. And so some of that money's going to Comet Relief? Yeah, that's right. We kind of made an arrangement. We're doing two lovely shows to get money from those shows. Yeah, you can and be then PR we're getting, and We're getting a little pot. Spread exactly. the love. Spread the that's love. That's all good, exactly. isn't it? Right, should we talk about the car? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> so, I don't know. Oh, I do know how. So, our mutual friend, Matthew, said one day, do you have a car to give to Richard because it might be fun and things go quiet around 10 o'clock on BBC Two? And this was a few years ago. Yeah. I said, so, well, not I- give to Richard. Give to Richard yeah. to give to Comrade. And also, not Chris necessarily. Yeah, but yeah. the point is, you know, how about this? Yeah. Right? And so, I said, I don't know whether I do, but I might. And let me think about it. And then we did. Yeah. That's what happened. And... And Carfest took responsibility for it going forward. And then we used some money that we're given for Carfest to buy cars for you and for children in need. And it's gone really well, hasn't it, Rich? It's gone really well so far. I mean, it's just, you know, when you're talking about new ways of raising money. Yeah, it's simple, isn't it? The idea of a sort of lottery ticket for an unbelievably precious thing. It's got to be the world's biggest win-win because the money that you're paying for the ticket goes to Comet Relief. And... You might win. You might win a car. The most fabulous thing. Yeah, and the thing is, that money that we buy the car with is already, you know, it's don- donations basically via one form, another ticket sales, straight yeah. donations like the guys today, things like that. And so that is money. That is free money already, technically, for the various charities. In this case, your charity. We do other charities as well, as you know. But currently, from children need have this ability to then sort of inflate that initial donation, and only you two can you, you two because of the BBC and because yeah. where it is. So you get twenty grand for a car, fifty grand for a car, or whatever, which is what we pay, and then you turn it into the Jag went for over a million pounds, didn't that car? Which is just the most fun. So. Oh, lordy, praise him. Right. Um, <laughs> what is your recollection of the story of finding out about this car? And then you sent me the most excited email you've ever sent me. And there's been a few exciting exchanges between us. But you went, what? 
Really? Is this true? Was there some swearing? There probably there, there was, was some the, swearing. I've got it. I still got it. I still yeah. got the email. Um, can, can you just tell? Because it's probably better coming from your end than my end. Okay, so it's a very, very, very beautiful car. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. and I thought everyone's going to want this car. And can you imagine doing this thing? You think I've given a donation to Comet Relief, and then. <laughs> Then this extraordinary thing drives up to your front door a bit later and you've got the best car in the world. And then it turned out that this car had a previous owner. One careful previous One lady owner. very careful previous owner. Are you going to say who that previous owner was? I, no, or you, go, you take it. Okay, take the it. previous owner on a lot of public occasions tended to wear a crown. Yeah. And was fond of corgis. <laughs> Do you think that's enough yeah. clues? And the corgis travelled in the car. There are lots of photographs of her in the car. Yeah. So this is actually not only a beautiful car, but is astonishing piece of history, <laughs> driven by the favourite car of the greatest monarch in the history of our land. I mean, I literally can't imagine I would pay 10 times as it were retail <laughs> price in order to own the car. And someone will be driving that round Acacia Avenue on March the 18th. The Jaguar X-Type is a front-engine, all-wheel, front-wheel, drive-compact, exec car manufactured and marketed from 2001 to 2009. The fantastic piece of royal history is presented in emerald fire with barley leather interior and the first owner, and that's, by the way, how she spec'd all her cars, was Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Come on! Wow, and it's that? not the car she was driven on, it was the car that she, she drove. drove. Exactly, and so this... no bumps <laughs> in the fender on this one. <laughs> Comes with a sunroof, automatic transmission, electric windows, climate control, a good service. Good service history, bad service history ever. Jaguar <laughs> uh, Heritage Trust certificate and has been well maintained. And some, and there she is. There's the queen in the car. Oh, there's loads of pictures. Smells of fragrant. It's stunning. And anyway, that's up for grabs. So okay, but we're saying, will people go? Because from right this moment, yeah. if you go to the Comic Relief website, I'm trying to remember what actual bit of it you go to. We can post it up. Um, right. It's uh, just go Comic Relief gifts, I think. Yeah. And you can do it, and there's just a simple text thing. You just text this tiny word to this amazing number. Do it straight away. Go there, and I think that, well, I think it's the greatest prize ever. I'm so unbelievably grateful to you for organising it and to the Queen for driving <laughs> with such care and leaving such of eating so few tuna fish sandwiches in it so it smells and is fragrant and beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. We've driven it. I got the kids in the back. We're going to make a film about it because it's still around. Um, we've not made the film yet that we'll post yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if you want to see the car at Chris Evans TFY right now on Instagram, we've just posted it um, at Virgin Radio UK. And we're going to make a film. And we have been in it before. And the kids sit in the back and they they sing. They, and they, I can't stop them. Yeah. God save our gracious car. Long yeah. live <laughs> our nope. And then the other is... We're in the Queen's car. Yes, we are. If you want to be that family in that car. And the Queen used to apparently thing. sing, I like driving in my car. She's <laughs> yeah, and it is a Jaguar. It is a Jaguar. That's absolutely right. Right. Oh, so what a lovely visit, Rich. Oh, what a lovely visit. Well, Chris, thanks for all your support no, over the years. I love it. Years. I love it. I mean, times I are tough. Yeah. Anything you do for comet relief, Ukraine, Turkey, cost of living crisis. Yeah. We're everywhere. Family around the, the corner. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, before we go any further, before you go, actually, yeah. um, we're nearly out of time. Uh, we all want to know what Richard Curtis's favourite Richard Curtis movie is, and then we'd like to give an award for that movie. 
um, to whoever is involved with it. So it made it easy for you, though, Richard Curtis. Right. Okay. Well, you're going to tell me what my favourite movie is. No, that's what Vassas would do. <laughs> okay. Um, he'd actually ask yeah. you, then he'd tell you what he yeah. thought, and then he'd give yeah. himself the flowers, and then you'd never see him again. Um, okay. Until he was payday. Uh, so here we go. So we've got a little knockout competition, okay, for you. Uh, wow. so, so here we go. Uh, first of all, The Tall Guy, 1989 versus Bean, 1997. Do you know I'm going to give it to the tall guy because it was my first? Tall guy, okay. So tall guy's still in. Warhorse 2011 versus Bridget Jones, Edge of... Um, what was it? Reason. reason. Edge of Reason, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it to Bridget because it's funnier. Okay, all right. Not many gags in Warhorse. <laughs> all right, let's, in that case, let's go straight to... Let's keep her in. Uh, right. Bridget Jones, Edge of Reason versus Bridget Jones' Diary. I think the diary was the diary. probably a bit okay. better than... How is that, how is that right in the sequel? Is the sequel ever... Does it ever stand a chance? Uh, yeah, because the budget's bigger and you can put in more great <laughs> pop songs to cover up the flaws. <laughs> and they do more publicity yeah. for it and all yeah, this kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. OK, so Bridget Jones' um, diary now in. Uh, tall guy still in. Mr Bean's Holiday versus Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Oh, I love doing Mamma Mia. OK. For heaven's sakes, um, the tunes. All right, so, so Mamma Mia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mamma is in there. Yesterday versus The Boat That Rocked. Oh, this not is dissimilar, tough. Not dissimilar, not dissimilar. I love those. I'm going to say yesterday because I'm scared of Danny Boyle. And, <laughs> and he might And he's got me. Boyle in his name. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all scary. Um, Love Actually, it's getting big now. It's getting big. Here come the big guns. Love Actually versus Notting Hill. Let's have a vote, actually, before we hit... Love Actually. Love Actually, Love Actually. Love actually. See, I go Notting Hill. But anyway, okay. go with your Notting Hill. Uh, but it's not down to us. Uh, Vassos is not down to us. Not Vassos, back off. <laughs> yeah. Notting Hill. Say Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Love Actually versus Notting Hill. Go oh, on. Oh, God, I'm just trying to work... Look, um, yeah, I'm more scared of Julia. Say, say Notting Hill. Notting Hill. I don't Hill. know what she'd say. Okay. So, um, four weddings still there, yeah. yet to yet to compete. So let's go, um, Mamma Mia! Here we go again versus Yesterday. Now, still in. I, I'm I'm going to say Yesterday there because okay. the Beatles were just one step above ABBA in terms of musical greatness. All right, and then we're going to go the Tall Guy. Still in. Yeah, your first film. I'm mean, lucky to be no, there. Versus Notting Hill. Notting Hill's definitely. Notting Hill's still. Oh, well, it came. See, I seeded. I seeded like Wimbledon. <laughs> I seeded one and two. And one and two. Yeah. Made it to the final. It's the second Sunday, everyone. Okay. The strawberries have run out. The fresh cream's not fresh anymore. And here we go. Take it to centre court. Bring back Sue Barker for this one. Are we ready, everyone? Notting Hill versus four weddings oh. and a funeral. Oh, I think. Just because it's got more swearing. In yes, it. Richard I'm Curtis. I'm going to say four weddings. Four weddings and yeah. a funeral, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. The award for best Richard oh, Curtis no. film ever. Oh, for God's sake! Goes to four weddings and a funeral, and Richard Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep it, do I? This, yes. Please, can you take it out of the building? Because we don't know what to do with it, frankly. I'm travelling on the tube. And no fly tipping. <laughs> it's not allowed. Oh, Thank no. Thank you, Richard. Look, it's official. So the greatest, The greatest Richard Curtis film of all time is indeed Four Weddings and a Funeral! Oh, oh. oh what a joy. What a way to kick oh, off the day. God. I love I you. Get I love you. <laughs> Chris, you've done so brilliantly. You're the Car, best. Car, nose, just for laughs, and flowers. What the king of hell am I going to do? <laughs> <with these? laughs>
They're from the do last night, from the Gary Barlow do. We don't know what to do with them. We have no idea what to do with them. Wait a second. These guys, how lovely, how generous it would be if I gave no, it to them. They don't want them. They yeah. don't want them. They're yours, Notting Hill, four weddings and a funeral, boy. Allergic. Just before you go, just yeah. before you go, one question I've always wanted to ask you about four weddings and a funeral, because yeah. I tell this story, and I don't know if it's true. You know no, when you get a story? That, that's like the story of my life. What is that remember. like? Yeah. You know, you tell this story because you're in the business, and people know I know you, and people know that I know you, and I've been around for a while, and we've had yeah. you know, all the way back to the early 90s, and, this kind of stuff, and I make up this story about four weddings and a funeral, and they go, they don't even say, well, that must be true. They go, that's amazing. Oh. I think I just made it up. Ready for it? Yeah. So four weddings and a funeral cost about two million pounds to make yeah very we lost a lot of money just before it started yeah. okay but then it caught fire so much yes that they pr'd it and the ad budget for it was over 19 million quid or something like that well i don't know about 19 but it would have been more that's absolutely right so loads more than the film cost to loads make more than the they film spent cost. all this money and it, it, yeah. in the end they were gangbusters yeah i remember the director saying once it was finished and we first watched it he said I think it's a pig in a book. <laughs> I mean, our confidence level was zero. Why, 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 why? Oh, I don't know. I think it was because just Hugh's hair was so bad. Floppy, so faux. Yeah. Hugh's hair was so floppy. Um, I <laughs> think that was it. And and also there was that awful bit in the middle when the guy died and it just, just ruined the film, just dragged the whole spirit down. So how come it was a hit then? Don't know. <laughs> And he was so pretty. When did you come with, with the title for Weddings and Funeral? Right at the beginning, actually. And as always happens with movie companies, they said this is a dreadful title because only women like weddings and no one likes funerals. So they really pushed me to call it Rolling in the Aisles. <laughs> <laughs> and they've fight. never been seen I or heard of fight. since. I know. No, it was very... It was a lucky Rolling moment. in the Aisles? Yeah. You wouldn't Roll be, off. You wouldn't be here, here today talking about rolling in the aisles. You wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness me. No, I'd be writing EastEnders. Great to see you. Happy Thursday. <laughs> um, lovely to see you. Congratulations, all you guys. I can't wait for the car to make a million quid. All right. Cheers, man. Lots of love. Oh. Bye-bye, everyone. Round of applause. Woo! The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Virgin Radio. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Why not listen back to some of the other podcasts from Jake Shears and Shania Twain and Rich D. Grant and rate and review because it really helps. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.